you're you're cool like if i like certain parts of this i i could clip it and like tag you and stuff and post it as a vid if you want yeah yeah that'd be that'd be sweet <laughs> as long as it'd be meaner if you're like if i don't like some parts of it can i post those can i clip the parts <laughs> i don't like <laughs> no bro, i do like short form content so that's that's why i'm talking about like like cl- clipping this stuff I yeah i gotta get one yeah Dude, I'm a huge basketball guy. I'm a Portland fan, and I'm a whole Portland I'm mm. huge podcast guy. I, I used to do a bunch. I do stand up, and I used to do a bunch of like comedy podcasts. Oh, stand up, movies, solid, bro, solid. Stand I've up. never, uh, I've never done any basketball content, so I started doing like shitty like YouTube basketball shorts last summer, and I stopped doing them because <laughs> I, I'm like, I can't, I can't put like good shit in there. Um, and then I, I started a podcast, and then I'm like, wait, I don't have anyone to talk to because no one knows that I like basketball. <laughs> bro i know i like watch a couple of, of your vids and you're like bro none of my friends watch basketball i'm like well that's, that's rough it's fine dude it's i'd like two friends text me and they're like all right not none of your friends i'm like yeah but isn't that the point like when was the last time we talked that's that's, that's like what, dude there is there's so much wrong with the chicago bulls and i love as a conversation piece that Everything that's happened good for the bottom Eastern Conference teams in the last few years or the bottom Western Conference teams in the last few years all stems back to that goddamn 2021 trade deadline, <laughs> Nikola Vucevic trade. And oh I want to God. revisit that sort of at the top yeah. of this. So it's yeah. the trade deadline. And at this point, I'm working a second job. I'm delivering groceries, doing like shipped delivery. Uh, (laughs) which is like instacart but you're doing target uh deliveries so it's like carrots corn but like a picture frame too which is just like (laughs) so i'm halfway down the road and i get the notification from Woj or shams or whoever on my phone that nikola vucevic is being traded from the orlando magic to the chicago bulls i get all these emotions through my mind none of them that strong it didn't seem like a needle mover at the time it didn't end up really being a needle mover but god damn it wasn't it interesting yeah he shot 40 percent from three on six and a half attempts per game uh in the 2021 season he shot 40 percent from three the season before following that trade nikola vucevic went 38 percent 34 percent and this season 26 percent from three abject disaster which the Chicago Bulls are not prone or immune to. Something that I like to call out and think about is that Larry Markkinen went from having knees that didn't work and <laughs> looking goofy in a Chicago Bulls jersey to an All-American, uh, an All-NBA dude for the Utah Jazz. Otto Porter Jr. was an important bench piece catching rebounds for a championship-winning Golden State Warriors team. And... Larry Markin, and by the way, centerpiece in the Donovan Mitchell trade, which is something yeah. that's yeah. put out there. Wendell Carter Jr., centerpiece in the uh, landmark Nikola Vucevic trade. All of this to say, I think we could revisit the Chicago Bulls trade in an attempt to figure out how the hell Orlando Magic spun off nine straight wins, one win away from their franchise record. Uh, today, I've got my buddy Muvzi with me. I shot Muvzi a uh, cold email. Uh, at Muvsy Hoops on YouTube. Uh, I didn't know he was 19 when I sent the email, and I just want I want credit for that. I'm not I'm not emailing a bunch of 19 year olds. It's not advertised anywhere. Yeah. So let let's revisit this. Do you remember that trade? Do you remember what your reaction was to it? 
sorry, like what what what's that breakdown on that trade again? Because I I I know about the trade, but like what are like the specifics behind that trade again? Let's talk about it. So I've got it here exactly. Uh, okay. On the trade deadline, 2021, the Bulls yeah. trade uh, Window Carter Jr., Otto yeah. Porter, the number eight pick in 2021, ended up being Franz <laughs> Wagner, and oh the number 11 pick in 2023 this year, Jet Howard. Whoa. In return, they got Vucevic and Al Farouk Aminu, uh, old Portland legend, CJ McCollum yeah, era. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Al Farouk Aminu, by the way, after that trade, played six games for the Bulls, and retired. <laughs> My God, bro. That guy went from 3 and D to like a spot-up guy to like a guy that it's like DNPs. Like it's, it's crazy. That's well, it. Awesome. His knees survived Portland somehow, but that's about all that happened. But do you the remember Bulls, your reaction like, to that trade when it happened? Yeah, like when I saw that trade, like I wasn't too hyped about it like whatsoever. Like I thought the Bulls like won that, right? But like the Bulls continuously year after year, they get unlucky every single time. Like they build a roster with Vucevic, uh, Zach Levine, DeRozan, and that turns into Pooh. And now you have the Magic that that know how to draft well, right? Franz Wagner, you got Wendell Carter Jr. who's still injured right now, and they're playing good without him. That's the crazy thing. Like this, this Magic team is playing better without their big man and they got bitaze there like that guy's playing decent too so yeah it's like it was it wasn't an exciting trade for me when i went when i first saw it because i didn't know too much about those players like Otto porter jr yeah he was he's decent he's playing on the raptors right now and playing like garbage minutes right and like i i don't know it was it, it was like a 60 40 type trade where i thought the bulls won but yeah that's mainly my thoughts around that trade wasn't too much of a needle threader at that time but now it's insane like when you look at what they got well what an exciting summer for chicago bringing in demar Derozan for the two first round picks from san antonio they got lonzo ball nicola vooch i mean they they added uh they they extended i should say zach levine but it just couldn't have gone worse. And with Wendell Carter playing better after he left the Bulls, Larry Markkinen playing better after he left the Bulls, Otto Porter playing better after he left the Bulls, it makes me think that whoever ends up with Zach Levine is going to win the chip somehow this year. <laughs> He's just going to be like a 30-10-10 and Lakers, 10 guy out of nowhere. <laughs> you think? Is that where? Uh, yeah, at least. He's, that guy's going to Lakers, bro. He, he was sitting in a press conference with a Lakers hat on, like... If that doesn't give it away, not sorry, not Lakers, like a Dodgers hat on. Sorry, well, he's a UCLA dude too. Like fucking, of yeah. course. That's yeah. <laughs> but that that trade from the Orlando Magic side, they ended up getting Wendell Carter Jr., who is a decent big man. I mean, he's a plus yeah. uh, three point shooter, shoots over thirty percent on like three and a half or so attempts per game. Decent rim protector. He can kind of facilitate a little bit. He's one of those mm-hmm. dudes that has weird size too. Uh, he's 260 pounds, 6'11", uh, 30 pounds lighter than Yusuf Nurkic, which is a quote oh. that I like to throw out there really often. But he sets like really fun picks. Uh, Franz Wagner, who's I think going to be a multiple-time All-Star, has the chance to maybe be oh, an All-NBA yeah. guy at wow. some point. Those, those brothers are insane. Like, wow. And Jet Howard, who controversial pick from I, I know everybody in the world wanted the magic with the 11th pick to take uh Grady Dick so then they'd have the Jalen Suggs <laughs> uh, oh Anthony please Sack, no Grady please Dick. no Jalen Suggs that I don't want I don't know please 
That is, I, there's no way I would like to see Grady Dick in that magic. Like Grady Dick's a solid player. He plays. He's playing for my Raptors, but I, I, I just don't see how he could be good in the magic. You know, like sort of system that they play in. You know, but I don't know. Didn't they send him to the G League? Both um, Grady Dick and uh, what's what's his name, Jet Howard. They sent them both to the G League. So damn, like both of them did, didn't even work out that well. So Orlando's got such a deep rotation. I mean, yeah. they have like 13 guys who deserve I mean, they have no chance at Yeah, they have like a thousand point guards, a thousand power forwards, it's just a very deep roster, you know? That's like and that's what sort of what about. I wanted to talk to you about. They have a very deep roster and they have a, yeah. a lot of things that are sort of unbelievable about that team. So nine straight wins when I emailed you. Of course, the next game they lost. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I was going to say, bro, like, what the hell happened, man? It's fine. All, Dude, all good things come to an end. You know that? It's fine. Ten games would have tied their franchise record. Mikel Bridges, yeah. they played the Nets and they lost to the Nets, put up 26 mm-hmm. points, which was like third place all time in Nets quarter history. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 22 points with a minute 30 left in the first quarter, and the announcers were like, you think he's going for 84 tonight, Doris? Like <laughs> There's no like, way they said that. That's crazy. Yeah, he's he's not getting it. But um, they they lost the game. They're still so promising. The game right after that, Paulo Bencaro throws forty two nine. That was wild. Crazy was shit. Wild. But you made a video on YouTube about your thoughts yeah. on Magic. I, I'd like for you to just sort of share a, mm. a brief version of that with us here so basically a lot of people talk about the magic being good on the offensive end right it's a per- pretty young team fun to watch and stuff like that but like if you want to win in the eastern conference or in any conference period you, you need to have defense and you know a lot of people think that side of the ball is very boring but when you actually watch it and you look for more of those like stops from Jalen Suggs bro, that guy like rips the ball off especially when Jalen Suggs played against the Raptors right that was one of the biggest statement games that Suggs have had, like, probably ever. Like, the Raptors passed up on him to get Scotty Barnes, which is, like, you know, it's obviously a better pick than Suggs. But Suggs was there to just, like, make a statement, you know, that he could he could still be that fourth pick. And he's not, like, looked at as a bust. But, you know, I digress from that point. Uh, more on, like, the defense and stuff like that, they got, like, so many length, bro. I'm talking about Jonathan Isaac. That guy single-handedly locked up Jason Tatum. I think he had like 20-something points that game, Tatum. I think he had like 26. That's still a lot of points. But when Jonathan Isaac was on him, there was like three possessions where like Tatum airballed shots and he missed shots. He tried to do like a shimmy fade on him and that still didn't work. So I don't know. I, I, I think Jonathan Isaac is one of the most important pieces to the Magic bench. And they got to utilize him more and put him on like the best player on the opposing team i think that's what's going to work out so their defense is like top notch although they aren't the best team in the league in defense they're one of the best in the league and um i think that that's that, that's what sets them apart their offense on top of their elite the defending and that's something that's impressed me this whole season jonathan isaac is making all those conservatives happy locking up these black dudes oh, night yeah. by night I swear to god <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> Listen swear to this. God. Let me let me read through this. Anthony Black, 6'7, 200 pounds. Jalen Suggs, 6'5, 205. Wagner, 6'10, 220. Bankera, 6'10, 250. Wendell Carter, 6'10, 270. Batazde, 6'10, 250. Gary Harris, 6'4, 210. 
Mo Wagner, 6'11", 245. Cole Anthony, 6'2", 185. Joe Engel, 6'9". Jonathan Isaac, 6'10", 230. Those are their top 10 rotation guys. They have two dudes under 6'4", period. <laughs> wow. Wow. Like What unbelievable size. Do you know what I have to say about that? Like, Size is a good thing in, in the league, but a good example of where size isn't a good thing is my Toronto Raptors, man. This is where I com- compare the Magic and the Raptors. The, like, the, the Magic are such an unselfish team. They move the ball around, and this is where the length works. Whereas, like, the Raptors, they got, like, Scotty Barnes and Schroeder trying to, like, fight for who's going to play point guard. And that, that kind of messes it up. And whenever you're fighting for a spot and you don't know, like, what role you have on that team, that's, that's when your team fails. And every person on that Magic team knows their role. That's exactly why they're playing good with length, you know? Length is not always a great thing, but for the Magic, it's it's insane. I wrote down in preparation for this interview that the this Orlando team is who Toronto thinks they are. Exactly. That's hands down. Like, and this is coming from a person from Toronto that's a diehard Raptors fan, and I'm very biased, and I agree with, you, with what you say, man. I completely agree with what you say. What do you guys think about the uh, Drake being really involved with the team? Do you guys love that? Is it you know Drake's good, man. Drake's Drake's the reason like why that. we we have like a lot of people behind this team. We got a whole country behind this team. But like you know, Drake's got to start to come to these like lower level games. You know, you can't just come to support KD and his his boys. Like, come on, man. Like, pull up to a couple more games. You know, that's that's what I think. <laughs> while this magic team has been remarkable early on they yeah. uh are young and this is the time where you start thinking all right is it this season is it next season is, the, is it the season after that you start to pour a little bit of gas on this uh let's talk about how they're doing now i'm, I'm gonna throw out some stats for you um yeah. and then maybe what this looks like a year from now so right now they're the fifth youngest team in the nba average age 24 and a half um ridiculously young. I made a video about a year ago saying that I thought Orlando had the best young core in the league before they drafted Anthony Black or Jet Howard. Kind of crazy. That is crazy. Uh, This year, 35% from three, that's 19th in the NBA. 47% field goal percentage, that's 8th in the NBA. 15.9 turnovers per game um, with the ninth highest pace in the league. Um, They're the Raptors in the best and the worst ways. And, and that's where this is a little bit weird. Um, you, they can't really play half-court basketball when the game starts slowing down. They really rely on those 10 to 14-footers to go in. Um, those like 16-foot contested shots, getting to the rim, getting foul calls, which that's what they do a little bit better than Toronto. Yeah, um, Their defense is suffocating. Their half-court offense is maybe unsustainably good, though. Mm-hmm. yeah that that is that is one very good point like something that's that's so efficient that isn't like that normal right because it, it's gonna eventually like simmer down a, a little bit right what do, like, what do you what do you what do you think about that, that that's what's so weird they, they don't have a primary facilitator and markel faults is hurt but i, I don't really believe yeah. he's a, a a long-term part of the core of this team i mean it, it's jalen Franz and, and Paulo and everything else comes secondary to those guys. And you got to give Paulo credit. Uh, almost five assists per game in a second year in the league. That's bound yeah. to increase as his usage rate increases. Imagine if he had shooters around him. 
I mean, they're, God, yeah, that's they're a bottom half three point shooting team. Exactly. Um, I mean, he could be a 27, seven and seven guy. He's no LeBron, but I legitimately, and he's so efficient. He's, he's insanely efficient. The guy had 42 points on like, what? 62% from the field. That's, that's wild. He's so fun to watch. He's he's got one of those shots. Bill Simmons always uh, uses this term where it's just like you just feel like it's gonna go in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just looks good, you know. But they have no shooting and they have limited playmaking, and yeah. it's really hard with the roster that they have now to see who the next guy up is. So, uh, an exercise I want to sort of walk through. I'm gonna start here. Is w- w- what is Cole Anthony's ceiling on this team? Good sixth man or better? Um, I think he could really be a starter on, on this team. Like sixth man, like the reason why they're winning games is because Cole Anthony is a sixth man. Like one once the starters are on the bench, you, you need that guy to set the tone and continue to play well. Like look at the Bucks. Cameron Payne. They're playing right now. Payne came off the bench. He he actually made the Bucks play better and set the tone. Like they're like, wake up. We we, we have to beat the Pistons. And I think right now it's a very close game. Just because of Cameron Payne. And I think that Cole Anthony is the reason why this Magic team's winning games. You know, the guy's coming off the bench and going crazy against the Celtics. He turned up. He had like a lob. He dunked it. And he just started flexing and stuff like that. Like, those type of stuff is what makes your team win. But I think going forward, they need to put him into the starting lineup, right? And then you need to find someone off the bench that's going to be like your spark pl- plug. You know what I mean? And, and I think Black could be that 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 spark plug like just comes off the bench and goes crazy until he gets more experience and stuff like that so that's my thing he'll be a nice starter on on this mad magic team the next year yeah he's great i mean i i love 15th pick a couple years ago and he's just like really good he's the kind of guy that could just go seven eleven or seven for 11 from three any night yeah Uh, Yeah. just a ridiculous shooter uh, and he doesn't shoot you out of a game either. Like people talk no. about his basketball IQ, and that's a criticism that I don't really understand. I, I feel yeah. like he's kind of a smart player. I don't know if you look at the contracts right now, um, and, and this is where it's hard if you're team building. Because if you're Orlando, you're the fifth youngest team in the league. Let's not try to trade for fucking Zach Levine right now. What are we no, talking about? No, We're not ready no, to contend. Um, but... You do have an opportunity with an expiring contract and seven million or seventeen million dollars for Markel Fultz. Yeah, and I don't think he's a long-term part of this team. So no. w- when you look at trade opportunities, is there any is there any person that comes to mind? Are there are there deals that you think about? To be honest, I I or think the Magic play? hold off on deals right now. Like it's a lot of teams in the league lack something, and it and it's patience, right? And I'm I'm thinking there's so many young players on this roster. You got to give them a whole season and then really make your choices then, right? So I think that if they don't know what to do and they have to trade faults, I would trade faults for like a decent role player and a couple first round picks if he's worth that much, which I don't think he's worth that Maybe Maybe one first round pick or, or, or just some something that's going to go towards your future so you have time to make more decisions, right? Because the team... Is jam packed. Like you were talking about, Cole Anthony not being like people saying that he's not. Uh, he lacks basketball IQ and stuff like that. But he was like one for four from three uh, against the Cavs, right? But he still shot sixty percent from the field because he stopped chucking those threes, right? And he went right to going at the rim and you know 
passing the ball around and stuff like that. So I, I think they really stay put here. But if they make a trade, focus on your future and not like a veteran that's going to like shake up your roster like Zach Levine. How much does consolidation of talent matter in today's NBA when you're building your roster? Because at one point, you don't want to accelerate your talent. Uh, you yeah. don't, don't want to throw Zach Levine in there and try to contend and then flame out in the playoffs. But yeah. um, they're already playing one of the deepest rotations in the league, and they have guys on the bench like Caleb Houston, 6'8", from Michigan, like two years Ten ago. Ten-man rotation, Howard. bro. That's wild. Ten-man rotation. It's wild. nuts. Everybody gets minutes on this team, and everybody deserves minutes. So is, is there yeah. any... Is there any solution like is consolidating those younger pieces uh, just for the sake of getting them on the court meaningful? So are you asking if they should like cut their minutes and play like the starters more and like put put them to no. G League? Or, uh, think think like fantasy football, fa- fantasy basketball, like two for one trades for like young talent. Oh, OK, OK, OK. I get what you the, mean, though. Yeah, so, just like consolidating. So the total number, I mean there's no team that can play more than yeah. 10 guys at once. And the, yeah. the value of a player, if he can't get on the court, you draft him 16th overall three years later, he never played. You're not getting a first round pick for that dude. Yeah. I think a very good example is what the thunder are doing, right? They are stacking up a bunch of first round picks and stuff like that. But what are they going to do with that? Right. <laughs> they're they're going to have to draft those players. And when those players come to the roster and it gets, deeper and deeper and deeper and they're not going to play like what, what's going to end up happening here right and I, I think the magic are sort of facing this issue right like when we think of like fantasy basketball you could trade two decent guys for one good guy right and i think that if they're not going to use some of their younger players you could package it for like a better role player or like a better center right yeah i, I have two trades but, uh, your yeah, opinion ahead, on uh, yep. But they're these are not outlandish. There's there's mm-hmm. nothing crazy here, and it's your job to tell me if it's if it's otherwise. Yeah. So, all right, I all right, think okay. that you'll like one of these. I just don't know which one. Mm-hmm. This first one, I, I think, is really good. It's a three teamer. Look at how good it went for them trading with the Bulls last time. Why not fucking yeah. run it back? <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just luck. So, <laughs> the Lakers get Zach Levine, like you said. All right. Something that's obviously happening. But the Lakers' pieces are weird. I mean, they need some help to get to that number. They have to move off of some guys. I mean, they, they don't have – Zach Levine makes $37 million a year. They don't have a, a $37 million contract that you could go yeah. with that. So the Lakers get Zach Levine. Yeah. The Bulls get Markel Fultz, Rui Achimura, Gabe Vincent. A Magic first, a Lakers first, two Lakers seconds, two Magic seconds. Uh, the Magic oh. first, they give up. They they own Denver's first next year, so they can maintain their own first round pick. Um, and the Magic get Austin Reeves. Oh, ooh, bro, this is a hard one, dude. <laughs> dude, he's kind of like fun for them, right? It is. It is fun. Wait, so who are the Magic giving up again? The pl- players? So you you said Markel Fultz. Okay. Expiring seventeen million dollar contract, seventeen yeah. a year. Uh, Austin Reeves makes twelve a year this year. Oh my god! All right, so they give up basically a first round pick, Denver's first round pick next year. That'll be like a twenty six okay. overall, two seconds, and Markel falls for Austin Reeves. Oh my god! Yeah, I like that. I I think I would do that. Like in in a heartbeat, I'll do that because you do you, like you see what Reeves is doing 
coming off the bench for the Lakers. Just imagine having a guy like that to come off the bench for the Magic. And that's where you can then slot in Cole Anthony to the point guard. And then any point in time, this is something that no team has, but your guard rotation, you get to have Jalen Suggs, Anthony Black, Austin Reeves, Cole Anthony. Two of those guys on the court every minute. Yeah. That's insane. Just spark plugs. Like at any time, they can go off and go crazy for you. And I think that getting Reeves at the value he's at right now, his contract isn't that hefty. You know, I think the Spurs could have paid him even more in free agency. Then it's a little bit hefty taking on this contract, but it's a pretty fair contract for Reeves. And I think that, yeah, that's that's exactly like that's that's the epitome of like the perfect trade just to slot in Cole Anthony to, to the point guard spot. That means the world. I love you, yeah, man. man. Thank you. Thanks, man. What about the Lakers? Do the Lakers do the Lakers do it? Would the Bulls make that trade? Is that enough for Levine? Is that too much for Levine for the Lakers? Uh, I I don't know. Wait, wait. So this is the same trade, right? Where the like yes. Fultz is going to the Lakers. Fultz would go to the Bulls. Okay. The Lakers okay. just get Levine. Oh, oh, yeah. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Because you're just trading Reeves. For Levine, and that's like a swap. And Levine is much better, and the Lakers are in like a win-now moment type thing, right? Like, let's just be real. Like, what are the Lakers going to do after Bonner retires? That's, that's the real question. Davis is not going to stay. Yeah. So they need someone to win now, get the championship, and bring it to California. That's it. That's it. Like, that's, that's the best possible situation for, for the Lakers is to get Levine and win now. So it's just a no-brainer for the Lakers. And then what about the Bulls? Is that a fair is that a fair value for the Bulls? The Bulls getting faults, like they got Kobe White, right? So mm-hmm. And he's been kind of fire recently. Yeah, he he's been going crazy. So do you wanna try out faults and him possibly getting like 15, 18 minutes a night? They got Ayo Dasumu, right? Uh he's also pretty decent. And I would think that Fultz is a little bit better than Ayo. So how many minutes will he get? That's that's the real question. But do the Bulls really want him for Zach Levine? That's the Bulls aren't really gonna get much in terms of like pieces for they the raw roster right now. Get, uh, they'd ha- they'd also get Hachimura and Vincent because you have to make the salaries work. Yeah. So, so that's where like could if they get a first and two seconds from each team, and yeah. could you flip Hachimura a year from now for another first maybe? I, th- I think, think that has to be. I think the issue here is not Hashimura. It's Gabe Vincent and Fultz. Because then you're like quadrupling down on point guards. And you're just stacking your roster with like a bunch of guards. And then you're going to have to end up dealing with those. And who's going to play. And then then the Bulls are going to have the same issue that the Magic are having right now. Like what are we going to do with these players? I think Hashimura is more of a good piece going forward for the Bulls. If it, if it sounds crazy. Probably is, but I would rather have Hashimura over Fultz or Gabe Vincent. And I think that you you get Hashimura, you try out Fultz for the season, and if Gabe Vincent and Fultz don't work out, you just flip him and you get um you get some more wings because <laughs> I guess it works in this 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 day and age. Ten thousand wings and uh one superstar. I wish Portland would figure that out. We've had three oh, guards for like God. seven years in a row. Like yeah, <laughs> even yeah. this year, like we're not starting Scoot Henderson. So that we draft Scoot and we're like, yeah, we're going to have what? Scoot, 
Ant and Sharp. Is that how that's going to work? Um, <laughs> and then they bench Scoot. He's not starting, but they start Brogdon. So it's oh no God. better. <laughs> it's fucking oh ridiculous. God. All right, I, I have another trade. Um, All right. I want to I want to build to this one a little bit. All right. The Magic need shooting. The Magic needs shooting so bad. There aren't a lot of great shooters available who are more than shooters. You know, they don't need Joe Harris. They don't need 34-year-old Bojan Bogdanovich. No. So here's the trade. Uh, the Blazers. I, I can smell it. Okay, yeah. Get Markel Fultz, Caleb Houston, yeah. Jet Howard, and a first-round pick okay. in the Magic. Get Anthony Simons, who, by the way, born in Altamont Springs in Orlando. Bring the fucking kid home. Holy shit, yeah. Oh my god! How so lethal Anthony Simons. Sucks. Damn. You might have to throw in like another. Like you trade the Denver first and like a 2028 first of your own. You might have to overpay to take him from Portland, but you also might not. Ha- I love him. He's the only player I have a jersey of that's an active player too. I love him too, but you could get someone else for a quarter of that. It's yeah. Let me hear it. It's Let's Gary Trent Jr. He's by low that. right now. He's playing also terrible. Also former Blazer. Or also, also former Blazer. You can get him for so cheap. You could probably get him for two first-round picks. I mean, sorry, two second-round picks. Oh, my God, two first-round picks. Hell no. Uh, <laughs> two second-round picks. Oh my God, bro. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, well, yeah, but two second-round picks and a player. There's some Raptors things I want to get to in a minute, but mm. I, I, I want to ask Gary Trent Jr. We loved as Portland fans because we had that weird run in the playoffs where he just mm. hit some weird clutch threes. Um, and then he was a second round pick. Contract negotiations didn't really go well. And all of a sudden you guys end up with him and we get Norman Powell. Um, and I, I like <laughs> Norman Powell too. He just happened to suck as a blazer. And that's our fault. <laughs> not his. What was was toronto's reaction to that trade when it happened man i was so happy gary's like my favorite player right now in the whole league and when that trade happened i went on tiktok and i opened up a a gary trent fan page and i started getting like 20k views and 10k views every (laughs) single video and i'm just glazing this guy i'm like oh step back green oh my god another step back And, and i was just he had a game against cleveland he had like 44 points and i was like this guy is him, bro. He's the next star for Toronto. I'm so happy. Norman Old Powell's going to rot in Portland. And he ended up rotting in Portland. Now he's in the Clippers trying to chase a ring and this and that, yada, yada. I think the Raptors came out pre- pretty strong in that trade. But right now, the, the guy's not being used well. Gary's still a very solid player. That's what I'm saying. If any team wants Gary right now, it's the best time. Because you're, you're, you're going to get Gary and he's going to turn back into that 20 points per game guy and and he just getting misused coming off the bench for De- Dennis Schroeder like I'm, I'm sorry Dennis is good he's amazing but the Raptors need shooting and I think any team that wants a shooting guard that can shoot space the floor Orlando Magic get Gary is if, if your heart had to tell you do you guys keep or trade him by the deadline because he's an expiring what what does it say um, so on Twitter, I got a bit scared during summer, right? Um, I was lying down in my bed and it said, Gary Trent Jr. is signing a lucrative four-year deal with the Raptors and is extending. I was so happy. I was so happy. But then a week goes by, two weeks go by, three weeks go by and still no contract. And I think Chris Haynes 
put this out on Twitter. And I, I will forever never trust that man. I, I am never trusting that guy. And now I'm sitting here knowing that we're going to trade the poor guy and I'm going to have to delete my TikTok account because I'm going to look like a complete and total dumbass. So, yeah, that's. I think we're going to trade him. I, I think so too. And I, I love him. And I love him for you guys. He's the only guy you could fucking shoot for Toronto. But we're going to get the one. And, and, and you're going to bench him. Like, like, come on. Come on. Wake up. You know how, you know, like, you know, you got a, you have a, a friend and she starts dating uh, someone new. And you're like, yeah. oh, you're dating Derek? Dude, fucking cool. That's so <laughs> cool. And then, you know, like two years later, they're like, oh my God, you guys are. You're engaged. You guys are getting married. Fucking congratulations! That's amazing. And then all of a sudden, you you look up and he's like drinking nine beers a night, and he, he hasn't yeah. been going to work. And yeah. now now you're like, how is how's the Derek situation? I feel like that's the best way to describe what's happening in Toronto. Bro, that's fucking hilarious, bro. I've I've never heard someone put it that way, bro. This, this is this is definitely what a stand up comedian would say. <laughs> you guys traded for Kawhi Leonard, and you're like, "Oh, dude, I'm so happy for you. You won the championship. It's congratulations." Yeah, Ka- Kawhi is like a situation. What happened? Oh my god, bro! We literally gave this guy free food, man. We 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 were gonna give this guy free food. We 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 told him that we give him a free penthouse, man. Everything was so nice. You win a championship. Marcus Saul, Serge Ibaka, Kyle Lowry, Norman friggin' Old Powell. That was the best situation, man. I, I And this guy just leaves. Okay, I get it. You want to go back home. You want to go see your mom and dad. But wait, wait one more year, man. Mom and dad could wait. Get your two championships, then go. And then he goes to the Clippers, tears his ACL, and now they're playing like absolute shit, and they look like the next Brooklyn Nets. So that's what happened. How crazy is it that... You guys were, by the way, rightfully heartbroken that Kawhi Leonard left, but it yeah. ended up being the best thing to happen. Like, <laughs> if you guys were stuck with him on a four-year deal right now, you wouldn't have Scotty, and you'd have Kawhi's knees loudly banging around the practice field all, all oh day. God. It's it's a blessing, but it's also not gone well for you guys either. It's a breakup. Not at just all. The rough and. So let's start with just talking about the state of things. Raptors this year, 11 seed, nine wins, 12 losses, some okay wins, some rough losses though. And that, that needs to be said 24 oh, yeah. in uh, average points scored per game, 23rd in field goal percentage, 25th in free throws made 27th in three point percentage, bottom five in shots from 10 to 14 feet. My God, uh, where you guys do well. Fifth in assists, fourth in rebounds, but that's just because you missed so many shots and that you can't play in the half court. So, <laughs> bingo, bingo. Yeah, it's weird too. You guys have this crazy roster that I feel like is so much more talented than what the court product ends up with. But before yeah. we get to that, let's back up. You also added this summer in free agency, uh, <laughs> Euro League, uh, NBA. Uh, MVP Dennis Schroeder. Oh yeah, who has kind of been like decent for you guys. Mm-hmm. But when you when you added Dennis Schroeder, when you replace Fred VanVleet, what is a Raptors fan reaction to that? We were all so happy. Um, I promise you, the whole Raptors fan base absolutely despises Fred VanVleet. 
there's a screenshot going on on Twitter. Probably it was posted 10 hours ago. And it was someone comparing the blo- the box plus minus of Fred Van Vliet and Dennis Schroeder. And Fred Fred Van Vliet's out here shooting 39 from the field. And Dennis Schroeder's out here shooting like 44. And Dennis, for the price that we got him, it was an absolute steal. Like, if you look at the stats from Fred and Schroeder, Dennis is playing pretty up par to Fred Van Vliet. Not, not better than Fred, but he's playing pretty good for a guy that's not on a max contract in Houston, Texas. So the whole fan base was kind of like iffy about who our point guard was going to be. I was iffy on who the point guard was going to be. And I think that's what the problem is right now with the Raptors is this, this shooter signing was amazing, but it was also like something that is causing us issues right now, to be honest. Is the thing with the Raptors roster construction, I understand the length thing. And, you know, Orlando missed a bunch, too. Like, you have to you have to see the Mo Bamba picks, the terrible years before we got to here. It was basically 10 years where they drafted nobody good. The only person they drafted yeah. between 2010 and Franz Wagner that was at all remotely interesting was Demonis Sabonis. And he was traded on draft night to the Thunder. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they went through their period. You guys earned this. Um but the Scotty Barnes thing is part of what's happening that they think he's a point guard, or does the rest mm-hmm. of the NBA have that wrong? Uh, I think the rest of the league has that wrong because he's he's probably one of the most efficient playmakers in the league. And when you look at the numbers and stuff, he's like ninety six percentile on passing creation and stuff like that, and all those like in depth statistics and stuff. There was a video on, on my channel where I com- compared Scotty to Giannis. And I, I title it, Scotty Barnes is about to do the unthinkable. And he's literally doing it right now. He's he's such a an efficient guy that comes on there and passes the ball, you know. But then we got Schroeder on the other, on the other side. And this causes like a conflict. Who's going to be the point guard? Who's going to actually take the ball up? Who's going to start passing it? And I think that Scotty should be that type of guy. And I think the first five, six games of the season, people got a sample size of who Scotty was. And when now they're comparing Scotty to... Evan friggin' shitty Mobley, who isn't even close. I'm sorry. Like, Mobley isn't even close to him. Cade's decent, but he's still he's, he's still not better than Scotty. I, I think if Scotty has more of a cemented role as a point guard, that's where he's going to really start to excel, and people are going to see that more. I I think about Scotty, and I, I just wonder, can he thrive with the roster they've built? I, I like the Grady Dick pick. I, I actually think he's perfect like if he ends up being like Bojan Bogdanovich then mm-hmm, that's the best mm-hmm. pick in the world and, and that would be mm-hmm. so great um, but you think about like how to build a roster out around Scotty and I love Siakam he's on my fantasy team and dude pays dividends <laughs> I, I love Ananobi I love Schroeder I've, I've been the only Schroeder apologist I mm-hmm. felt bad for him when he lost the Lakers deal but mm-hmm. in the same way that some teams need to be careful not to be impatient the raptors are almost too patient i don't know if there's a team that that needs a deal more than them yeah this is a big problem though because now we're just waiting with three guys that have expiring contracts and just praying to god that we could like just talk sweet to, to them so they sign back like ideally it's the biggest free agency coming back for the raptors and if we don't sign pascal gary and, and og we're we're, we're screwed. This, this team's screwed. 
Like I, I even I don't know what the plan is going forward. It's just so confusing. Everybody thinks uh, when I when I listen to pods and when I, when I go in forums online, I th- there's been this consensus that they move they need to move one of the three. You know, it's like a coupling yeah. where it's not going to work. Clearly, Scotty is off the table. OG yeah. is younger, but he's also worse. Yeah. Uh, and OG is good still, but I mean Siakam is just underrated at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's 29 too, and, and the timeline thing is weird. The Jakob Pertle trade made no sense yeah. to trade for a 27 year old center last year. Yeah. yeah. Do you, if you guys make a move, is it definitely a trade down, or could, could you imagine a world in which you you trade up and go get a guy? I think. I think what I've been thinking, and a lot of people don't agree with me on this, is I think trading down is a little bit better. And I really think that we should go out there, slot Scotty to the point guard, move Dennis down to the sixth man, which he's been good at for his whole career, and then trade Siakam for a player like, (laughs) this is going to sound stupid, for Zach Levine. Now you have Scotty, Levine, OG, we have Jakob Pertl, and then we just slot someone into that power forward spot that could just do their job, you know, and lock down a guy. And there is where you have, like, a team where Scotty can actually, like, thrive in. He's taking the ball up. He has a player like Zach Levine. They could run pick and rolls. It's kind of like a version of Giannis and Dane, if you think about it. But Scotty's a little bit smaller and not as dominant as Giannis is right now. And and Levine to Dame is <laughs> Levine to Dame is they're 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 pretty close. Levine just isn't a I don't know. They're both players that haven't won. They're both players that are lethal when it comes to like shooting and like top of the key jumpers, catch catch and shoot. Zach Levine has Damian Lillard like beat in in my opinion. But I think that Zach Levine perfectly fits the Raptors roster. Because say Scotty drives and he gets like double teamed, he just kicks it out to Zach Levine, he just splashes it. That's where I think OG should should stay in the roster. And when you have Pascal on the Raptors roster, Pascal is a he's a very good player. Don't get me like wrong. He's very good, but he's not good on this Raptors squad because our coach wants us to pass the ball around every second. That's why it's called 0.5 offense. And this guy, Pascal, always grabs it in the post and just isos for a good, like, six seconds. And then we have to throw up a Hail Mary and something like that. Take off Pascal, trade him for some someone else so we get the ball move moving more. Uh, that's why teams in the league, like, the Kings and everyone are I- excelling. The Pacers, they got a guard and they pass it around to subpar players that do their job. Like, we don't always need, the, like, Pascal Siakam to carry us to victory or Kawhi. We just need Scotty Barnes and four guys around him that are good enough. Like the Bucks are an exact representation of that as well. Siakam's always sort of had that thing where uh, he's just like, sp- do you remember the co- controversy where he was like spinning too much the season? Fucking Beyblade, bro. Swear to God. <laughs> like he's always just playing hero. Uh, I have two things. Firstly, how is Zach Levine um, four inches taller than Damian Lillard and uh, still like the same level of defender. Uh, my second thing <laughs> is it's surprising to me, and I don't disagree with it necessarily. Mm-hmm. I'd have to think about it, but it's surprising to me that you would say if you're going to stay like going for it as a franchise, yeah. if you're doing a Zach Levine trade, that you wouldn't say trade Ananobi. 
because in my mind, the Bulls would rather have the younger asset and Ananobi was 26 versus 29. Um, and they can afford, they have the cap sheet to pay him whatever he wants to stay. So the expiring deal doesn't really matter. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just surprising to me. I need to process that. It's just more to like that OG is such an important part of this Raptors team. And I think just trading Pascal will give him more of the role to get more shots because you, you can't find a lot of people like OG in the league. You got people like Jeremy Grant, who is who's similar to OG in, in my opinion. But OG is that player that's going to like be that lockdown. And even if Zach Levine is four inches taller and he still can't play D, that's where OG is going to come and clean up his shit. And where Pascal is a good defender, not that good perimeter. That's why I think I'd rather have OG than Pascal on this roster because you can find a player like Pascal, like a star player. You can you can go out there and trade for, for him. But a player like OG, a wing, three and D, lockdown, one of the best defenders in the league. You're not, you're literally not going to find that any anywhere else. But like a Beyblade, you can go to Toys R Us and buy for six bucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? What? I love Siakam more than you. I didn't realize that. That it's shocking <laughs> to me. I didn't. We'll take him in Portland. I, is there a so the Siakam trade that you suggested that you want is the Zach Levine one? What's the Siakam trade that you expect? Oh, like what I expect? Like if it isn't Zach Levine or with Zach Levine in it? Well, maybe it's Zach Levine still. But like if that's if that's what you would suggest if you were running the team, you know, that's what you want to do. Knowing the Raptors organization, what do you expect them to do? Like, do they re-sign him? And if there is a they're trade, gonna re-sign everyone, and then moving on to summertime is when they're gonna make the big deals. Because our GM Masai Ujiri and Bobby Webster don't like to make big moves. Like they've made the Kawhi move, but that was like, I, I don't know. That, that that's something that's never gonna happen again. We're always gonna be that team that has like three, four pieces, and always gonna be in trade talks. We will always be in those trade deadline talks but we'll never know we're, we're gonna never make a trade move like we're just gonna keep our players and just be a mid-team until summertime and i think summertime is when people around the league are gonna see those big moves and i don't know who's gonna be available who's gonna want to come here but i think at any given moment the like the raptors can trade for a star and just go in an upward traje- trajectory especially with scotty barnes on the roster I want to ask you this before because I I have two trades, but I, I'd like to ask mm-hmm. you this before um, I say this because I knowing how you feel about the team's direction, I know you're not going to like my trade. So, what is the first? <laughs> <laughs> what, what is the worst Raptors trade you've seen online in the last couple of years? Does does something pop into mind? Like, what's the most in the last couple of years? Oh yeah, Yakupertle. Well, no, like a trade. Oh, sorry, trade sorry, sorry. Suggestion. Like, uh, not a real trade. Like, what's the worst thing? Oh. Someone was like, yeah, maybe we, you know, maybe oh the Lakers get him and they just trade, like, Rui in a second oh round. Oh, my God. They, people were talking about getting Gary Trent Jr. for, like, a couple of picks. And who who's who's that guy on the Lakers? He's like, who was on the Lakers at that time? I, I don't remember who was on the Lakers at that time, but it was some, like, random role player. A first-round pick for Gary when Gary was scoring, like, 20 points per game. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And then they were like, oh, um, Nick Nurse wants to go to the Lake Lakers too. Like everything was like, what? Like the, the, the Lakers want everything we have? Like, like what is what is going on? And there was like 
two weeks where the Lakers were just like hounding, oh, the Lakers want OG Ananobi, oh, the Lakers want Gary Trent Jr. And I don't know if that was fake news, but if if that was true, man, the Lakers are on, on, on our ass, man. They're on our ass. What an exhausting uh, process it is to be anything but a Lakers fan and watch yeah. sports. Yeah, it's constant. Yeah. So here are my trades. I've got a couple of things, and we'll have one more thing after this, and we'll try to get out of here. So, uh, trade one. I think that the Raptors should move on from Siakam as well, from the simple fact that he's older. Uh, but I, I don't think that they should. I don't. Not that I don't think they should go get a guy. If there was a different guy available, uh, I'd be there. I just don't believe in Zach Levine like that. Um, and it's health, and it's who he is as a player as well like it's it's more than who he has shown he is i mean those, he has some knee injuries that are pretty serious so trade number one the pacers i think are an obvious trade candidate i wanted to do an obvious one and then an not, not obvious one the pacers get siakam for benedict matherin tj mcconnell jalen smith jordan nora isaiah jackson ben shepherd one first round pick and hear me out for a second because i, I know what you're thinking um, a six for one trade never happens in the NBA. I know. I just can't imagine them getting rid of Buddy Heald or Bruce Brown, <laughs> and that's what the salaries would require. But all of those players are on five to six million dollar salaries uh, that are expiring this or next year. And the Raptors, more than any other team in the NBA, need depth. Some of your like 13, 14 guys, maybe we're wrong about this, but. I feel like the deep Raptors bench guys might as well not even be basketball players. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Benedict Mathern is a Canadian native. And I would love I, to see love a reunion. What, what do you think when you hear that? I love that trade. It's especially he's a Canadian guy from Montreal. He's solid. And I think, I think you said Jalen Smith. The, 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 guy, with Smith. The, the guy with the goggles, the goggles right? Pick. Yeah, goggle. Um, well, yeah, goggle yeah. Dude. And um, although Window Carter crazy. is the guy with the goggles because he had that moment with LeBron. Do you remember his goggles? Oh fell. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now I, now I remember. Yeah, it's it's a pretty solid deal. We're we're gonna get a lot of young guys on on the team, and knowing that we have good development, we could develop these guys, and who whoever isn't good, we're just not gonna extend them. But the problem is. This, with these six and one deals, like who are we gonna drop on on this team? Like we have a lot of veterans, like two of them that help with like the off the court stuff, which we didn't didn't have last year. But if I'm negating the fact that you're supposed to have 15 guys on your roster, I really like this trade because let's say if even these players like don't work out, right? We could like dump them all and use it as like more salary cap to go ahead and get another star player during free agency or something like that. So I think that's, that's a very solid move. And Benedict Matherin could very well turn out to be insane next to Scotty Barnes. Like a, a quality shooting guard or small four that dunks and spreads the floor out for you. Although shooting has to get a little bit, bit better, I think he'll be solid. Here's the second deal. Mm -hmm. uh, I think the Hornets would be such a fun Siakam team. Oh the Hornets gosh. get past Siakam. They elevate it. Um, they run a starting five of Lamelo Ball, Brandon Miller, Miles Bridges, Siakam, Mark Williams. I mean, they're gigantic. Terry Rozier moves to the that, sixth. That, that's scary. That's scary. That's scary. They have sixth men. Uh, they have length and shooting. 
I mean, all those fucking guys can shoot. Mark Williams aside. Um, the Raptors get Gordon Hayward, expiring $30 million. Nick Smith, uh, 15th or something overall pick this last year. Um, a top three protected 2026 first rounder and a top five protected 2028 first rounder. And this is why I think this is interesting. It's what is the value of a, of a Pascal Siakam to a Raptors? Hmm. Like the value in terms of like, do I think he's a superstar? Like the, the value in terms of like, like if we were exchanging U.S. dollars for pounds, oh okay, you get like a pick laden package. Mm-hmm. He's not a five first round pick superstar, you know. He's not like yeah, a. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's not a Kevin Durant, but or a Rudy Gobert. <laughs> the Rudy Gobert trade. I don't want to get caught saying anything bad about. Yeah, it. I've, yeah, I've yeah, seen yeah. what the Timberwolves subreddit yeah, is yeah. sixteen and four doing to the YouTubers who <laughs> who've been talking shit. Um. Yeah, but is is two first round picks from uh, a terrible organization enough? Um, on an expiring deal? No, it's not enough. If the deals, oh yeah, taking in that Pascal is on an expiring deal. If you give me two first round picks or three, and you give me like two solid players like DeAndre Hunter level, level, I'll 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 take it. I'll take it. Heard. This has been fun. We're going to get out of here in a minute, but the Pacers just advanced to the NBA Cup. Parlays hit, baby. Let's go. My man, let's go. See, I, I live in the South, and I, I can't bet down here, so i got to start funneling oh. you on Cash App or something. <laughs> uh, uh, Pacers won 128-119. Just final parting thoughts. Uh, wax a little bit on what you think about the in-season tournament this year. A lot of people hated it at the start. I hated it at the start. But now I love it. You know, like this part of the season is where everyone gets bored. You know, like you've drafted all your fantasy teams. Two weeks goes by and now you're just getting bored, just putting in your fantasy players. And there isn't much happening. You got players like Kawhi sitting out. You got all these star guys doing something called load management. But now there's something on the line. $500,000. You know, this is some pocket change for some of the big guys. But you, you got some bench players that are willing to go out there, you know, put their body on the line to go get that 500,000. You know, there's a player on the Pelicans, Jose Alvarado, and he said that if he wins, he's going to get the 500K and get something for his daughters and stuff. So I think this in-season tournament is going to really show us who the up-and-coming new young teams are, you know, because the stars of the league are going to try, but they're not going to try as hard as if it's the real NBA championship. And I think the reason why the Pacers are doing so well is because they're hungry for something. They they just want to win, you know, because it's been so long. Even Tyrese Halliburton talked about him being tired of being a loser and stuff like that. And that just, the, like, the Pacers are going to set a new, like, norm now. Them winning every single game and going out there and being those contenders. And that's that's exactly what this tournament's been. A, a lot of money for Adam Silver. A lot of my money for him. And he's going to go out there and give everyone else $500,000, which is decent. You know, a mil would have been way better, but it's it still is what it is. Um, yeah, it's it's very exciting. I did not like it at the start. Did you see the Jose, Jose Alvarado, Josh Hart beef? On- oh, my God. He's like, bro, go and buy yourself some freaking chains, dude. Like, what are you doing with that 500K? 
Jose Alvarado said my financial uh oh I got an ad while I was looking. He said my financial team will act like I never made it. It's not for me. It's not in my hands. I'm living my life. Josh Hart said, What a loser. Go get you some ice. Yeah. Mumsy, buddy. This has been fun. Thank you for hopping on with me. If my mom or brother are listening, where might they find your YouTube videos? Uh, you go on YouTube and you go M-U-V-Z-Y, then hoops. And then you could uh, listen to, to some nice vids. I got some vids where I make fun of a lot of players here and there. And I do a lot of film breakdowns and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, that's about it. Thanks for talking to me, buddy. It's been a good time. Thank you, bro.